episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And on this episode of the Two Shots Podcast, we're going to be joined by none other than Jeff Garcia, the lead Spurs writer for both News 4 San Antonio and Fox 29 San Antonio, and also does a lot of stuff for the Spurs Zone. So how are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good. Glad to be back on uh, Two Shots. And thank you for having me back on, Joe. Oh, at any time. You know, you always have me as your guest, a recurring guest on the <laughs> Los Locked on Spurs is what we call it. So Jeff's just returning the favor to me, and I greatly appreciate that. So we're going to dive right in, and we're going to talk about the Paul Gasol trade. You know, everybody was mm-hmm. up in arms, you know, Spurs Twitter and the the Spurs nation, you know, Spurs fans. They were at, they kept on DMing me as soon as news broke of this, you know, Paul Gasol requesting to be traded before the trade, dead, trade deadline was up. And they kept on asking me the same thing. How legitimate is this rumor? You know, or is it is it real? Is it is it made up? You know, and I'm like, well, it came from ESPN Deportes and uh, my buddy Jeff Garcia doesn't like to report fake news. So I just left it <laughs> yes, at that. Sure. <laughs> so you want to emphasize yeah, on that, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, uh, uh, no, there was no Paul Gasol trade. What exactly happened was, according to the uh, source, uh, ESPN Deportes, they claimed that he requested a trade and that the Spurs tried their best to accommodate him. And obviously that did not happen. And in that report, that Paul Gasol will remain a Spur for the rest of the season. Now, obviously that can change. They can do a buyout of Paul Gasol's contract. But, I mean, I don't think the Spurs would do that considering it's a lot of money to eat. $16 million this season, $16 million next season. Um, so, basically, that's what it is. Look, Paul Gasol has been a polarizing figure for the Spurs uh, fan base this season. Some see him as trash. Some see him as uh, pointless. Some see him as a player that the Spurs should have never gone after nor given him that big uh, extension couple seasons ago others see it a different way some see him as uh, still valuable a locker room presence uh bench presence uh so he's been a very polarizing figure but look at the end of the day uh spurs fans across the nation and the world can gripe and moan all they want he's still going to be a spur uh but i argue that his value will come next season not necessarily because of his x's and o's but he's an expiring contract uh that's 16 million off any other team's books and if another team out there is willing to take it on and rebuild uh, looking at some of the lower t- lower tier teams like your um, like your sons uh, the Knicks etc cetera, etc cetera, they want to just simply clear cap space then albeit do it you know I mean that's where he'll become valuable so no Joe you are right I don't usually report fake news this was huge it was kind of flying under the radar for uh, truth be told, Joe, this has actually been out there before I posted it for a good two or three days. It just didn't make it its way to the United States. So apparently this Spanish outlet was able to get some info on their home country player, Pal Gasol, and put it out there. So it is what it is. Pal Gasol um, you know, is going to remain a spur, uh, much to the chagrin of most Spurs fans, uh, Joe. Yeah, much to the chagrin of Spurs fans, you know, they they have a love-hate relationship with Paul. At times, when he has plenty of rest, because he is getting a little long in the tooth, you know, he's about 37, 38 years old. When he gets his rest, 
he can put up decent numbers. You know, he can have mm-hmm. an eight-point game, a 10-point game, looking, you know, pretty good in limited minutes. Then you have the nights that, you know, they're coming off a back-to-back. Then he looks a little old and winded, can't really keep up with the defense. Everybody hates how he frails his arms around. But that's always been part of his game. I mean, you can't fault the guy for always playing that way, you know. So. Well, it was kind of obvious what the Spurs were doing prior to the NBA trade deadline. Uh, he was getting an increase in minutes. They were obviously showcasing him uh, for other teams out there that were maybe interested in his services and if they wanted to do a deal. Again, according to the report, Pau Gasol asked for that. He still feels that he still has left him enough in the tank to still be valuable asset to the NBA team. This season, the Spurs' defense is atrocious, and unfortunately, he's a big reason for that. Uh, you know, lateral movement is gone. Uh, the spring is gone. As you mentioned, Joe, he's not young anymore. There's younger, stronger athletic centers in the league. DeMarcus Cousins. Um, that's just for an example. There's um, Joel Embiid. You know, to players like that are going to eat him alive, and uh, we've seen it so far this season. You add the fact, too, that the Spurs' defense as a whole is atrocious, no perimeter defense. We know what happened in the offseason. He's just become a more of a liability. I argue that if the Spurs were to make the playoffs this season, the game slows down tremendously. That's where you probably could see uh, where Pau Gasol's value could be when the game slows down, uh, if they're down and out. Remember, this is a guy who's been to the NBA Finals, has won it twice. He's seen it everything that could possibly be thrown at an NBA player this season. This is a young uh, Spurs core. They can use that kind of presence on the uh, bench. But outside of that, that's only where his value could be of some worth this season, Joe. Yeah, I kind of agree with you in that regard. I mean, he he's probably requesting a trade, Jeff, because he's missed, what, 26 games so far this season yeah. due to injury. Then he's averaging a career low and not only minutes, but also points per game. He's averaging 12.5 minutes, and he's only putting up 4.4 points per game. And, right. and that's attributed more to the emergence of Jakob Portal. You know, he's been mm-hmm. coming into his own. He he was stepping in for Paul while Paul was out, and he continued to do a good job. And unfortunately for Paul, he lost his starting his starting role to a younger, more athletic big that can get it done, not mm-hmm. only on defense— but, you know, he has some games where he actually contributes on the offensive end. So he's a better mm-hmm. all-around player than Paul Gasol. But the weird mm-hmm. thing is, when we look at salary, Paul Gasol is commanding $16 million. That's the third highest player on this Spurs roster to be putting up 4.4 points a game and averaging only 12.5 minutes. That's That's a bad deal in my eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. in a lot of Spurs fans eyes, they didn't like this deal that the Spurs gave Paul Gasol. And it was because of the, uh, you know, let's go ahead and shake on this. And this is going to be, you know, holding us to our word. It's, it's a loyalty contract and the Spurs, this is going to go down as we had said earlier on Los as one of the worst, probably the one of the worst contracts in Spurs history. They -hmm. shouldn't have resigned him. It's, it's a business. And I, and I feel, and most of the Spurs fans feel, they should have moved on and got a player that could, you know, contribute for years to come. And unfortunately, yeah. Paul came to us a couple of years too late. He was spending the, the I guess, the whatever he had left in the tank, he spent that up when he was with the Chicago Bulls. When we got him, mm-hmm. he was just a mere shell of himself. 
So let yeah. me ask you a question, Jeff. What should Spurs fans look forward to in the offseason? Is there any kind of resolution that the Spurs can make to maybe get rid of Paul Gasol? Well, once uh, this season is over and his current contract season is paid off, then that remains the balance of what he's due. Now, they can either buy him out at a lesser amount, uh, $16 million, uh, that that could help. The Spurs could probably stretch that, uh, help them on the books. There's also the chance, as I mentioned earlier, maybe use him as trade bait, a team looking to dump salary or rebuild. Uh, that will be a perfect uh, player that the Spurs could dangle. Uh, but uh, you know, or he could again request a trade in the offseason. Now, uh, once the season is over, you know, Spurs could field uh, other teams and see if they have any interest in an agent, Pal Gasol, whose uh, time has um, gone already. But that's pretty much of the of the uh, the parameters that the Spurs are going to be dealing with this offseason if they want to move Pal Gasol. Now, um, again, it's unfortunate, though. Uh, you know, I've seen him in the locker room. I, I've seen how he interacts with the teammates. I've seen how he interacts with the media uh, before uh, the media sessions begin, and we're all just hanging out in the Spurs uh, locker room just waiting. Uh, he's very, very jovial. He's very friendly. Uh, you know, there's certain uh, members of the media that he's grown uh, with, and, you know, he interacts with them quite well. And the Spurs, his teammates are always there to play with him and pick on him. He's just a good locker room presence. So it's a shame that it's turned into this uh, when Spurs fans don't really get to see the behind the scenes that I get to see and others get to see uh, pre and post games, Joe. Yeah, you know, there's a different aspect of Paul Gasol that might not show up on the stat line or Spurs fans aren't necessarily going to see it every single night, but mm -hmm. he does contribute in the locker room. He has mm -hmm. a really good uh, demeanor when it comes to speaking with the media. You know, he's a good mentor. Mm -hmm. He's a very yes, intelligent he guy as well. Yeah, he is. As a matter of fact, um, uh, after the Utah loss, um, he was one of the players to speak with the media after that crushing loss. Four in a row, Joe. Um, and uh, he was asked if any words of wisdom uh, for the team, and he just said, you keep at it. You know, don't give up. Don't don't lose focus. So there's a value to that. So hopefully the Spurs can utilize that this season before they make any decision on what's going to happen to his future as a San Antonio next season. Yeah, and that's all we can hope for, you know, that things will, in fact, get better. Maybe there'll be some type of resolution like you had, had hinted at that, you know, that will benefit not only Paul Gasol moving forward, but also the Spurs as well. And maybe they can part ways as friends. And there you have it. Maybe the Spurs can get somebody else to kind of help mm -hmm. out. I mean, we're we already have a big, you know, we have Drew Eubanks. He's untested. He hasn't really seen a lot of playing time because, you mm -hmm. know, Paul Gasol has he, returned. He's tearing up the G League, though, that's for sure. And I yeah. get it. That's a whole different level of basketball. But there's promise there with Drew Eubanks. Yeah, and that's the thing, though, you know, that Spurs fans really haven't seen a lot of what he can do because he hasn't really been given any minutes this season. But if the Spurs were to go ahead and buy out Paul Gasol, Maybe we'd see a hefty dose of Drew Eubanks, and who's to say he can't really contribute at this high level? You know, he could probably hold his own and, and be productive, you know, backing up Jakob Portal. That's something that Spurs fans can look forward to next season. So mm -hmm. let's go ahead and shift gears here and talk about what's been going on this season, particularly mm -hmm. what's been going on with this horrendous Spurs rodeo road trip. In years mm -hmm. past in Spurs history, We've seen that this is the time where the Spurs get 
you know, their mojo going. They they come together. They find themselves. This season and last season, that has not been the case. This is where the wheels come off, and all we're all we're gonna be watching or seeing on unfold in front of us is mediocrity. We've been given a healthy mm-hmm. dose dose of mediocrity on this rodeo road trip because it's the Spurs' lack of defensive effort. You know, they don't have any, like you said, perimeter defense. They don't have any wing defenders because, as we stated, you know, their wing defenders, they they traded those guys. They got rid of Kawhi. They got rid of Danny Green because they had to. Kawhi asked for a trade. Spurs did the best they could with what they had. And they also could not re-sign Kyle Anderson. And Mm -hmm. he was a great defender as well. Now we're left with no perimeter defenders. Spurs defense looks looks pretty bad. They can't stop anybody inside the paint. The the opposing teams are just scoring on the Spurs offense and defense at will. So my question is to you, Jeff, can this be fixed? Do you think this is something that the Spurs can, I don't know, kind of tweak and maybe get better before it gets worse? Well, unless DeJounte Murray is going to come back from his injury and Derek White can actually have a string of games where he's injury-free... Uh, this is something the Spurs will have to battle with the rest of the season. As you mentioned, a lot of key defenders left in the offseason, either via trade or uh, free agency. And then, obviously, the Spurs are dealing with the injury bug this season, uh, namely to DeJounte Murray and then Derek White, as of right now, who's uh, nursing right heel soreness and, and Lonnie, a sprained right ankle. So, um, scratch out Lonnie, because let's face it, Pop's not going to let him loose on the NBA right now. He's going to take his time with him. So that leaves White. Not to say that Lonnie's a bad defender. We just He's just an unproven commodity. But White is a proven commodity. Uh, before his injury, he's been helping the Spurs perimeter defense uh, slow down opposing teams' best perimeter players. Uh, he's gone. You're seeing a byproduct of that at, during this four-game uh, losing streak. Uh, right now, teams are averaging 130 points per game versus San Antonio, which is horrendous. I mean, that is just that's just horrible. They're in the minus 21, 20. The, the point is that they're, they're, they're bad defensively. Um, even if they get white back, I argue that they still won't be a great de- de- defensive team. They may be slightly better, but they're going to be great. Um, defense wins. And right now we're seeing that the lack of defense for San Antonio is not netting themselves Ws. Uh, you look at what happened against Golden State, maybe you give them a pass because they were without DeMar and LaMarcus and White, so fine. You look at, uh, but outside of that, uh, you know, look what happened to the Kings. Look what happened against uh, the Jazz. Uh, it's, it's just not pretty. Uh, Spurs uh, get blown out per quarter, uh, 30 more points they allow. Uh, it's just something that it's going to be hard to band-aid, and unfortunately we're going to see a lot of more of this type of showing on the defensive end from San Antonio. Hopefully in the offseason they can uh, figure that out. I think Derek White helps, but he's not the the answer to solve all of the Spurs' defensive woes, Joe. I said something the other day on Twitter, and people got upset. And and I was speaking the truth. I don't, I don't understand what the, the problem was. Spurs fans had been crying for Lonnie Walker. They got a healthy dose of him on the rodeo road trip. And I said one thing was evident, and I believe I said this after the Golden State Warriors game. He wasn't ready yet. And he even went after the game, talked to the media, said the same thing. He still needs to work on some aspects of his game. 
He still needs mm-hmm. to, you know, some conditioning. He still needs some time to improve, you know, his game and to get it up to the level where he knows it needs to be at. And mm-hmm. I said the same thing. Even if he came back, this and he was, you know, being let's say he he came and he was in the lineup and he was able to contribute at a high level. I think this team would still be in trouble, even with Derek White returning, even with Rudy Gay. Mm -hmm. You know, the Spurs have a full squad. Everybody's healthy. This team would still have trouble stopping their opponents. They're just not a very good defensive team. And that's the bottom line. That's that's the Achilles seal for the Spurs. And if the defense doesn't work, the Spurs system does not work. The Spurs offense isn't the problem. It's their defense. And. It's been very questionable, you know, and it's like I say in Espanol, Jeff, Jeff, because I do speak Spanish. I say, no tienen las ganas. And ganas is just the want to, you know, the effort. They, they don't have that effort, and, and it's lacking. I mean, it doesn't mean that because you're not a very good defensive team that you have mm-hmm. to lay an egg every single night, you know, or on this rodeo road trip like they've done so far. You can put up a good defensive showing, even though you're not a great defensive team. You just have to put the effort out there. And I think that's what's been so disheartening and so hard to watch for all of these uh, Spurs fans, you know, is that they're, they're grown, they've grown accustomed to excellence. They've grown accustomed to watching this team have a, you know, their staple is defense. And now you're just seeing a shell of what that was. And I think it's hard for them to to grasp the concept and say, this is our Spurs team right now. You know, I mean, have you kind of got the same feeling from the Spurs fans as well, Jeff? Uh, I think Spurs fans are just in kind of disbelief right now. Uh, One, they're used to uh, seeing the team uh, excel. And uh, so far they haven't really seen it this season. Uh, Defense has been preached since Popovich came here. So far it's not this season. Not saying he's not preaching it, but we're just not seeing it on the court. So, and then there's a bit of a letdown. Uh, this is a team in transition. This is a team moving away from the big three era. I mean, I think they're well far from it now. And they're trying to find their own identity. And you look at the Spurs team, does it really have an identity? Can you say this is a defensive team? This is an offensive team. This is a team that's going to make uh, teams work. Uh, you, it's hard to sit, think that. They're going to play Memphis uh, tomorrow night. You know, and even though that's the lowly Memphis Grizzlies, I don't know anymore. I mean, are the Spurs offense going to uh, sputter? If the offense sputters, then you know, we know they don't play defense, then that could be another loss for San Antonio. So it's hard to really pencil in W's and L's at this point because the Spurs are just out of whack right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully this little break they had between games uh, heading into the Memphis game will help. Uh, they're, they're, you know, White is still going to be out. Rudy Gay likely will play, so he'll be back. Lonnie Walker's still out. We'll see how they just look. So I get Spurs fans' frustrations, but I also understand. I don't understand is how can they be completely upset knowing this is a team that went through a roster overhaul in the off season. Yeah, it's just because you know I say another term that Spurs fans get really upset with. Spurs fans have become spoiled. You know, they they are used to their team winning winning big and playing a very good all-around game. And unfortunately, that's that's not what this team is right now. And we can blame the fake number two, Kawhi Leonard, for that. You know, <laughs> he's the one that destroyed the team when he requested a trade. But it is what it is at this juncture. I mean, we're just going to have to get behind the team, support them, and hope for the best. You know, unfortunately, Spurs fans, 
This team will probably make the playoffs. They'll limp in around the seventh or eighth seed. And what's going to happen is they'll probably get bounced first. If they go the second round, break open the champagne and celebrate like they won another time. <laughs> you know, it's time yeah. for celebration. But I doubt if that's going to happen. The Spurs fans are are more than likely going to be having another one and done season, yep. unfortunately. Well, we'll see. I mean, if they make the playoffs, I think kudos to them. And I still think they will. I still think they'll eke yeah. in at the eighth or seventh seed. But yeah, I mean, that's then that's going up against Golden State or the Thunder or the Rockets. And they're on the Forget road. It. Yeah, and then they're on the road where they're unproven. They're just horrible. So we'll see how that shakes out. I mean, there's still what the Spurs only have 24, 25 games left. Yeah. They got to get their act together fast. Unfortunately, they'll have nine days off after the Memphis game to get back on the drawing board and fix things. Yeah, you know, drinking mimosas and laying down on the beach somewhere kind of helps the body rejuvenate. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Well, hopefully they're not drinking. Hopefully they're in the in the film room in the practice gym more often than not. But no, they, they definitely need uh, some time away from the court and just re, re rejuvenate, Joe. Yeah, so let me ask you in closing here. We have the game against the Grizzlies. We have the game against the Raptors right after that, after the All-Star break. Then you have the Knicks. You have the Nets. So... With these four games, what's the one thing that the Spurs need to do in order to break even on this rodeo road trip? And I already know what you're going to say because it's so obvious, but yeah, what do so you obvious. think? Defense. Yeah, well, obviously defense, but outside of defense, uh, just a sense of urgency, knowing that their season's on the line. I think they got to come in playing as if their season is about to end if they don't win this game. Uh, you don't really see them play a complete four quarters in this four-game losing streak. Uh, they're getting blown out in this quarter, left quarter. They come out strong in the first quarter, and then they only fizzle out in the, as the game goes on. So I would say a sense of urgency and defense, Joe. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. It has to be the effort, defensive effort, you know, play with urgency, you know, act like this is the the fourth game, you know, of, of an NBA playoff series. That's how they're going to have to play every single game this season. They have to have that urgency, you know. And I'm just going to ask you flat out, wouldn't it be ironic, Jeff, if the Spurs lose against the Grizzlies, lose against the Knicks, lose against the Nets, but somehow manage to beat the Toronto Raptors at home, you know, that would be something <laughs> um, that would be something. Look, they throttled them in San Antonio when Kawhi Leonard made his return. Um, it'll be uh, DeMar DeRozan's turn to yeah. show out against his former team going back home. And hopefully he yeah, so hopefully he'll drop 50 on them. But outside of that, huh? Um, would it, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I, I w would likely expect the Spurs to get run out of the gym versus Toronto. You know, let me ask in, you something. In, in, in Canada. Yeah, in Canada. Let me ask you something, since I, I brought up the Toronto Raptors. Something broke earlier today, and they were saying that the Toronto Raptors head coach, Nick Nurse, they had asked him mm -hmm. a question in regards to the, the slumping play of, of the fake number two, Kawhi Leonard. And he was like, oh, he just, he'll get better. He just needs to get his head in the game. And he, I mean, come on, Jeff. Is it any surprise to us? I mean, he quit on us. He's going to quit on the, on the Raptors as well. So <laughs> is it any surprise that we kind of give a little, you know, like a little evil grin over here in San Antonio when we, we hear news of the fake number two and Toronto having a little bit of an issue? Well, watch out because if you even bring up Kawhi Leonard's uh, name, uh, fans will be like, 
oh my god let it go you know so i was like oh my god come on we can still talk about it just because he's not in san antonio but outside of that um uh, look it it's there's a part of me that says and i do agree as spurs fans you know, let it go. You know, he's not a spur anymore. We don't report every time Cal Anderson is out with an injury or doesn't play or uh, uh, Tony Parker is out with injury. We don't do that. But for some reason, we do with him. And I get <laughs> it. It was it was, a, it was a bad breakup, so to speak. Uh, but as far as him checking out, um, not shocking. He checked out on the Spurs, allegedly. Um uh, Time at time again, last season, uh, only played nine games and gave the Spurs a runaround. Not too surprising, uh, but, you know, wouldn't it be ironic, though, if um, DeMar DeRozan is the one putting in all the effort this season while Kawhi Leonard just checked out knowing that his next address is going to be in California? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody will be, uh, let's say, feeling sorry for the Raptors at, at this point in the season. It's like, he's your problem now. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think that's exactly. the consensus. He's your problem now. But it just makes me, you know, chuckle and grin a little bit when I see something like that. You know, I don't really talk about Kawhi all too much. But this one, it just came out on my news feed and on Twitter. And I just thought, hey, that that's what you guys get. You all wanted him. He's yours. He's your problem. Live with it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So moving on. Before we go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots Podcast, where can everybody get a hold of you on social media and see all the great content that you're putting out for News 4 and Fox 29? Yeah, go to the Spurs Zone, News 4 San Antonio, Fox 29 San Antonio. And don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Spurs at the Locked On Podcast Network. Just Google Locked On NBA Network and every team is there. Uh, Subscribe to the Locked On Spurs, Celtics, Knicks, Lakers, your favorite other team outside of San Antonio. It's all there and we're well represented. And uh, yeah, uh, go to the Spurs Zone from DeJounte Murray's and his latest on his rehab to even Fiesta medals. You know, Fiesta's around the corner, San, uh, San Antonio Spurs fans and those who know about Fiesta Week in San Antonio. Uh, a lot of medals are coming out. I think Spurs fans really get to enjoy what they could be wearing as they celebrate downtown San Antonio. And don't expect expect Joe to be wearing tons of them. you got to have a lot of tons of Spurs medals. Do you, Joe? I got some. I mean, I got a couple. Yeah. And, and usually they're the ones that are given to me by friends or, or people I meet you know, out and about during yeah. Fiesta. I'm like, hey, that's a cool medal. Where did you get it? And they're like, here you go. You can have it. I'm like, wow, that that was odd, but thank you. <laughs> you know, I don't want to steal your yeah, medal. but <laughs> Exactly. For those of y'all who don't know what's going on, basically there's like a week-long celebration of San Antonio every year, and it's in April. And uh, one of the traditions is uh, medals, uh, basically like medal, M-E-D-A-L, that you wear on your shirt. And there's a lot of people who like to trade and collect them. And so – if you're interested in seeing what they look like, just go to the Spurs zone. There's a couple of new ones. There's one with Mono Ginobili and one from the baseline bums. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see what other uh, medals come out uh, for Fiesta Week that are Spurs themed. And maybe maybe two shots could have one, Joe. Yeah, I doubt that, man. We're kind of late to the game right now. But if I do come across some cool Fiesta medals, I'll make sure to pick you one up, Jeff. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> so you can always find us, Two Shots Podcast. And you can see all our great content from our family of podcasters on the Two Shots Podcast Network. We have a little website here on the internet, and you can find us at twoshotssa.com. And you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Two Shots Podcast. And it's all spelled out T W O S H O T S Podcast. Again, follow us on social media. 
And for Jeff Garcia, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you guys for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace. Peace.